Welcome to the Ralph Moore Podcast. Gain the leadership advantage as Ralph pulls wisdom from his bag of over 50 years experience in planting and leading multiplying churches. Our goal is to help you live as a leader you'd want to follow. You'll learn about making disciples and planting churches, but beyond that, you'll gain practical wisdom about subjects like how to manage your team, handling difficult people, pulling a congregation off a growth plateau, and even money management. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Today I'm hanging out with my really good friend, Myron Pearson. Uh, the miracle of Zoom has allowed this friendship to blossom over the last few years, and it's producing some fruit. And we hope it produces some fruit in your life. Uh, we're talking today particularly about church during the COVID-19 thing and the struggles people are going through, the financial difficulties that are following this. And the, the interesting thing to me is that Myron is seeing this thing as a time of victory, a time of expansion, including finances. And so he's got some really good advice for us. And so I'm just going to start out with a few questions that I got here. and Kind of introduce yourself first. Just tell who you are, and where you're from, and how you got there. Well, my name is Myron Pierce, and I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, and I pastor a little inner city church in inner city Omaha, Nebraska. I've been pastoring that church for well, let's see, we'll, we'll come up on our third year this September. You can run a few businesses besides pastor and church, yeah? I do. We have a roofing company, run a social media marketing company, dibble dabble in the real estate investment game, as well as a few kind of auxiliary ministries that are e-commerce based. Tell me just a little bit, how different does your world look today with the advent of COVID-19? Well, the first thing, the idea of social distancing is pretty normal to me. Um, and I say that because I spent eight years in prison. So I know about social distancing. I know about um, social lockdown and isolation. And so that part didn't really bother me. And then when I, when I had a conversation with my team about a week ago, it seemed to not bother them as well. And I was a little worried that it didn't bother them. Um, but it was for a reason. Much of that reason I attribute to hanging out with you and helping to really switch the way we were doing church to really get me back in the mold for level five thing pastor you guys have had uh, some pretty incredible things come out of this some big changes have, have come and and, it, and they've been good changes for you a lot of people are suffering out there talk to us about that well i was talking to my team a month ago about going from two services to three services we run about 300 people between two services and in the inner city, that's a mega church um, because the average church size in the inner city is 25. So I'll lead a mega church. <laughs> um, and so but we were, we were talking about going from two services to three services and when to launch that. And then the COVID-19 thing hit. And this last Sunday, instead of launching three services, we've launched four all online. And we reached uh, 2,500 people attended our service. Between four services. <laughs> now, those people, they didn't just find you accidentally. They'd stumble along the internet and find you. Uh, you're doing some things to reach out to those people. How, how are you touching other people? What, what's helped us is our uh, the social media marketing company that I, that I run. But one of the things that uh, we're doing, um, and they didn't teach this in seminary, but we, are, we run funnels. Um, the, the marketing world will call that funnels um, where we've created landing pages online. We've created platforms to really attract traffic 
to our social media platforms and then ultimately our our website so i'm sitting here and i'm pastoring a church i'm in a small town there's three thousand people in town i'm doing pretty good there's about 80 people in the church but finances are always really can go i hooked up facebook live and we struggled through it we made it last weekend and i don't know what to do next explain the platform that you're using to broadcast but also how you're putting the word out there because you're pretty genius about this I think people have got a lot they can learn from you. So you're building something for the small guy without much money. What are we going to do? Yeah. So for the small guy with not a lot of money, that's me too. So I'm always thinking freemium. I'm always thinking free 99. So I'd say, first of all, leverage what you're doing on Facebook Live. So for example, I'm using this language called Facebook Max. So you have to maximize that platform. One of the things you can do to maximize that platform is first of all, audit your Facebook page that you are using to to stream. And being that I'm on this on this podcast with Ralph, if you send me an email at info at myronpierce.com, I'll send you a free document on how you can audit your Facebook page so that you can maximize it so that when people come to your Facebook page, it's maximized and they're, they're engaging with you. So I'll, I'll, I'll do that as a freebie. The second thing, Ralph, if we're going to maximize the Facebook live stream is when you go live, I would build a team. I'd call it a watch party team. And the watch party team is designed to create watch parties as you're going live. It's real easy. You create a team of five to 10 people. And as you create that team of five to 10 people, their number one job description is to click the start watch, the start watch button on your Facebook page as they're viewing you. So that's another easy way to increase engagement. Because if you, you can imagine if, if you have 10 people from your church, all start watch party and each person had 100 people on their page and just 10 people watch their watch party that's 100 people you've doubled your attendance so you're saying to me if i'm watching and i and i and i click the, the start watch button then the people who are in my uh, stream of facebook my friends on facebook are gonna that that's that word's going out to a bunch of them is that how that works yeah, here's how this works. Say Ralph Moore goes live on the Ralph Moore page. And as someone who already likes your page, I go to your page and you're already streaming live. There is a feature right there that 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 is showing up in my feed as I watch your video that says start watch party. All I have to do is click that button that Facebook's going to show me as your live feed's already going. Uh-huh. So I click so I click start watch party and all my friends see it. So all of a sudden, you can turn your whole church into evangelists, into an evangelist, by just mobilizing them to be watch party, to create a watch party team. So normally, you have, you said around 300 people in church. So how, this weekend, what happened? How many people showed up to, to hear you guys? 2,500 people. 2,500 people. Wow. What happened to the offering? Our offering grew over the last two weeks since COVID by 70%. And, and how did that happen? I mean, how much of that came from people in the church deciding to dig deeper? And how much of that came from people who are catching up on a line? Yeah, so, so I did a couple things. Number one, we know people don't give the need. If so, Africa, Africa would be in its, in, the, in its condition. So one of the things that happened when COVID hit, 
is pastors started talking about how to how to stream online. That wasn't my first response. My first response is how do I serve the community? And so what I did was I went on my Facebook page and I casted vision, not just to my church, but the city and not just to the city, but to the churches in my region. And I created a hashtag, which became a tagline that people got behind. And I used that hashtag as a vision casting statement. And my hashtag was Franklin Strong. Franklin is the local elementary school that we've adopted. When, when the public school system said kids are no longer able to go to school, what that did was put parents in a financial restraint by not being able to provide breakfast, lunch, and snack. So our little church said, we're going to provide breakfast, lunch, and a snack. And we casted that vision to our church, the church, and the city. Here we are two weeks later. We've raised over $5,000, given 5,000 meals out, and we've increased our engagement online. And people are constantly asking what they can give. So our budget went up instead of down when COVID hit. Because you have to like the church. The second thing we did was we made it easy for people to give. So most churches pass the bucket. What we've done is we've, we can't pass the bucket now, right? So what we did is we use an online platform called Planning Center. It has multi-tiered packages you can choose from. The first package is free, right? So there are a bunch of apps that Planning Center has. One of their apps is a giving app. It allows Facebook, I'm I'm sorry, Planning Center allows you to have a text to give option and an online giving option. So we integrate a button on our Facebook page that links back to the the Planning Center giving option that gives people an opportunity to give. So so, so we, we now have two options to give. Number one, online. Number two, by text. Three by, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, uh, app. So we have an app. Now in our app, we link our app back to Planning Center. So that's just a third way to give. And so we're constantly shooting for subscribers, get, having people subscribe to our app. The fourth way is by Cash App and Venmo. Because people in my neighborhood, you know, apps are cool, online's cool, text to give is cool. But people in our, in our context are talking about Cash App or Venmo. And so we say, well, let's make it easy for people to give. And so that's the thing. So the principle behind it is what barriers are in the way of people giving, right? And then so the last, the last thing I've done as a pastor also is I have pastored the church through this giving slump by offering giving talks every single time I'm in front of them. So every single day I do something called pop-up prayer. In pop-up prayer, I talk, I, there's, three, there's three pieces to pop-up prayer. Number one is connection. <clears throat> so when I get on, I'm just pastoring the people through Facebook Live. How long Number does this two, take every day? <clears throat> we do, I do 15 to 30 minutes. But the first 10 minutes, I'm just, I'm, I'm engaging. I'm, I'm connecting with, with my church. So connection is first. Second is devotion. So I'll go to the scripture. Right. And we'll read a passage of scripture that's based on the theme for our prayer time. So we do connection. De- we do devotion where we where we actually um, pray and go through the scripture together. 
and then we do an announcement. And the announcement, I only do two announcements. Number one is the next thing I need the church to do. Right now, I'm driving people to discipleship. So that's an everyday announcement, getting people plugged into a discipleship group through Zoom. And then the second announcement is giving. But I talk about it through the lens of, hey, let me tell you what God did. Our church, along with the city and other churches, have been able to package 5,000 meals for kids. Here's what I need you to do today. I need you to automate your giving. Go to thisismission.org right now and automate it because we automate what's important. And so I, so I kind of hammer that home. So I do that every single day on top of eliminating the barriers to people giving. Okay, I got a couple of questions. Again, I'm the, I'm the guy in the little town. Oh, I don't have a lot of money. So tell me, uh, again, the company, the app that you guys are using for giving, and how much does that thing cost? So a lot of people use different platforms. We use Planning Center. You have Tithely. You have Giveify. You have all these different platforms. The thing I love about Planning Center is you pay based on how many apps you use. So Planning Center has a variety of apps within it. It has, you know, you can plan your your Sunday service. You can calendar app. You have a account app where you can use it as a database. And then it has a giving app. And that giving app is based on how much you use it. So I think it's like 14 bucks a month, give or take. And then, and then Cash App and Venmo is free, right? So you, and you, but they take theirs off the top by the percentage. So it's like less, like 1.7 something percent per, per donation. If I wanted to see what you're doing on Facebook Live every day, how, how do I, how, how, I want to learn from you. So how do I log in and learn from you? So I'll, I'll give people an up, I'll give you an up close and personal way to learn. You're going to learn from three different mediums because I'm using these platforms differently. Every one of my platforms we use, we use it purposefully. So our Facebook page is primarily for outreach. I'm, I'm not trying to reach people in my church through our Facebook page. I'm trying to reach the unchurched. So you can go and like that page, and then you'll be able to see what we're doing. Secondly, go to Mission Church. So go to the page, Mission Church, Mission per, Mission Church page, and like that page. About 20,000 people who like it. The second thing is go to Mission Church Facebook community. That's the next step. So after I've reached somebody through our page, I want to get them in our Facebook group. So our Facebook page is about 20,000. Our Facebook group is about 1,500. So go in and, 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 and um, ask to, be a, um, to join the group out and I'll approve you so you can just go in and learn. The second thing that I'll do is once you join the group, send me a message and I'll give you access to one of our discipleship groups to sit in to see how we are making disciples as we meet with people every single week. So if you follow those three steps, I'll let you in. So is this discipleship group a Zoom group? What form does that take? Yep. Everything we've gone online. So it's all through Zoom. And so you guys have a real heavy emphasis on making disciples. Talk yep. about that. So um, after spending two years with you, I ripped you off and, uh, and wrote a book. And I call it the Hope Dealers Study Journal. And what Bob Harrington talks about, um, discipleship.org is less than 5% of the church in America is making disciples. And one of the issues is they don't have a language for discipleship. And so we've decided that a disciple, number one, is a hope dealer. And to and disciple making looks like leading people into a hope-filled life in Christ. And to live out the rhythm of disciple making, we have to meet every single week. 
And so our disciples will meet every single week with the Hope Dealer Study Journal. And the Hope Dealer Study Journal works two ways. Number one, you can use it as a personal devotion guide in discipling yourself as you're following Jesus. But then you can also use it as a facilitator's guide. And you ask five simple questions when you're in a, in a, in a mission group. The first question is a, um, is a hope question. And that question goes like this. How have you dealt hope over the last week? It connects them back to the mission um, of disciple making. And so I'll kind of let everybody go around and, and they'll, you let everybody talk. The second question is a heart question and a head question. And I, I ripped you off. Um, and it's this question. After, so after we do the whole question, we get in the Bible, we read a chapter, and then I ask a head question. And I'll say this, summarize what you just read in two words. I want them to be able to exegete the scripture hermeneutically, concisely. So that's a theological question, right? But the second question is a heart question. And the reason why I ask the heart question is I'm trying to teach people how to hear from God and not Myron, because Myron Pierce may not be here tomorrow. The heart question is this. What did you hear the Holy Spirit say as we were reading the chapter? And I, I let every person go around. And I call that a spiritual question, right? It's getting to the heart of the voice of God. The next question I'll ask is a hands question. What are you going to do about it? And this the Matthew 28 mandate is, is teaching people to obey. And that really is an application question, right? Because we know trans application leads to transformation. And so we'll let everybody go around. And, and, and share what they're going to do about what, what the Holy Spirit just asked, gave them. And then I'll land facilitating the help question by asking, how can we pray for you? And so each person to go around. And the, and the reason behind, the, 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 reason behind the, the help question is purely pastoral. I want to teach every hope dealer, every disciple maker, how to be a pastor, right? And so after each person asks the question, I'll have them pray for the person to their right. Now, in a Zoom setting, it'll, it's a, it'll be a little different. You'll just basically pick up and say, hey, I'll pray for this person. And then each person prays for the next person. And then the icing on the cake is, okay, within three days, you have to call this person and see how they're doing and what God did with their prayer and how they're doing with um, what, what they were going to obey. And so but that's really the five-fold approach to disciple making. And essentially, that's what it means for us to be a disciple. Number one, to be a disciple means that you're living on mission. You're missional. Number two, to be a disciple means you're theological. You have a framework for understanding the Bible. Number, number, so that's number two. Number three, you're spiritual. You're able to hear from God. Number four is application. And number five is pastoral. And so if we could teach every single person to be a hope dealer based on those five concepts of disciple making, we good. So you've been doing this for a while and very productively you're planting churches. That's really cool thing. We'll talk about that in another conversation, but I'm going to bring this thing back to technology one more time. And, and it's that what you just described is highly relational. It's highly effective. And right now it's highly electronic. Is that right? It's all electronic. And it hasn't stopped you at all. In fact, maybe it's made things a little bit better for you for sure. It's, expanded your footprint by leaps and bounds and and uh, you know i'm obviously not glad that covid hit but i'm glad but i'm glad that god is using it because it's it's helping those people who are just attenders realize that it's a, that, that they're missing out on what it means to be the church so then the the last question along these lines is um you know education is changing because of covid 
because everybody's had to go online, uh, we're, we're, I'm seeing things in the financial press, a little bit here and there, about universities are going to be doing things differently. There'll be more uh, stay-at-home online classes. We're going to put less uh, carbon into the atmosphere. We're going to burn less oil. We're going to waste less time driving to and fro. Uh, now, telemed just got a, a big hearing. Uh, we're going to have more and more doctors doing stuff online. I think this thing is going to change the church. Uh, do you see that? Do you see some of what you're describing right now uh, carrying itself into the future once COVID passes and we're back to Sunday morning meetings and all that? Uh, how, how do you think the church will be in your church? I think it, it has clarified for us our why. And um, Rob Wagner said something on a webinar the other day about um, our, our, the queen has been removed from the chessboard and we're having to play without the queen, which is the Sunday service. And so if we can get great at playing without the queen, then we can keep the main thing the main thing. So for us, this is our new normal. And so in my mind, um, Ralph, I'm not assuming that, that our church building will be available. I'm no longer assuming that. And every decision is based on that, on that um, foundational reality right now. I'm making every decision based off the church building will no longer be available. And how we've functioned on Sunday morning is no longer available. And so, for example, I'm no longer looking for a worship pastor. I'm looking for an SEO pastor, search search engine optimization pastor. I'm looking for a copywriting pastor. I'm looking for a journalism pastor. I'm looking for a photographer pastor. Uh, and, and even to the point of, I, I told my team last night on, on Slack, that's the, that's the medium we use for communication. Uh, that's free, by the way. Um, but I, I told my team, I said, who has time on our team to learn SEO? Um, I'm having a team meeting tomorrow on Zoom. And the, the, what I'm leading with, your number one job description is a disciple maker. Everything else is secondary. That's good. And to be on my staff, you have to have a discipleship group and you have to be a coach. And at both of those levels, you need an apprentice. That's why we ran Hope Chapel. That's how I pastored since the 1970s. And that's why there's all these churches out there. I got one last question. You know, the president said a couple of days ago that he's hoping the country's back in business by Easter. Uh, I wish him well, but I doubt it's going to happen. So what are your plans for Easter? We're not we're not open in our building. Even even if we could, we're not. So so everything for us is online. One of the things that I had a revelation about is, you know, most people are talking direct mail is dead, radio is dead. Right now it's not because of what's happened. Right. And so we're doing an all out viral blitz on billboards because people are out just driving around in our city because they can't go anywhere. So we're using billboards. We're using direct mail. We're using radio. I told my assistant, I said, I want to be on channel 22. I want to be on, on, on the radio channel 100.3. And I want to be on the other radio channel. So I'm going to be on the radio waves. I'm going to be on the billboards. I'm going to be on direct mail. And we're doing social media marketing all towards creating traffic for our four online services, 9 a.m., 11.15, 1 p.m., and 5 p.m. And then from there, we're helping people take the next step towards disciple making. Okay, we're going to wind this thing down now. And so uh, you said a whole mouthful of stuff there. And again, I'm that, I'm that little guy in that little town with that 
little church and I'm struggling and there's no way I can afford a billboard. But there's a whole lot that you've said in this interview that I can't afford. Uh, is uh, would, would you send me an email uh, of, uh, of websites of every platform that you're using and, and it's just something that tells me how much it costs so I can hang that on the blog that's going to go alongside of this thing or at least the summary that goes in the podcast. And I'm saying this live so that it gets in the podcast so people will look for it. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmore.net.